0: The Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives.
1: All right, welcome back to the Missional Life Podcast. Today we are at the NRB event in Nashville, Tennessee, and we have an opportunity to have JT Jester on the show. He is the author of a new book called No Bad Days, How to Find Joy in Any Circumstance. JT, welcome to the show. Welcome.
0: Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah, we're excited uh, to have this conversation with you. So your book's called No Bad Days. And uh, we know kind of from some of your background that you've had a lot of bad days uh, historically through some of your, your medical, you've been exposed to a lot of medical challenges, you've overcome so many different things and yet you're writing a book about no bad days. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about that story of just yeah. what you what you faced at the beginning of your life.
0: Yeah, so no bad days is uh it's true. It's something I stand by. There are no bad days where uh, the story of how it came about is uh with my medical challenges I spent a lot of time in the hospital and some at one occasion I've spent up to two hundred and some days in a hospital and so one of the times my dad came into my room he said jt i'm sorry you're going through this and he leaned over my bed and he's just you know was uh, being a father and he was just being very sympathetic and and saying gt i'm sorry about this and mm-hmm. i uh i turned to him and i said dad you know it's okay there are no bad days there's only hard days and we get through those and so that's where the name no bad days came from and it's something that I've lived my life to uh, just believing in the fact that we all are gonna have our challenges but every single morning that we wake up is a blessing it's a blessing for the the things that being able to breathe and being able to be around the people we love and uh, we've had a lot of blessings in our life that's so
1: important, and I love that. I kind of, was kind of setting you up for that because you know, for most of us, being in the hospital, how many, you know, how many days, right? And we would say, "Wow, that's a bad day," and yet the person that went through it would say, "No, it's not a bad day. It's just a what?
0: Hard day. Just yeah, a hard
1: day. Wow. So tell us, like, what what made you experience so many days in the hospital?
0: Yeah. So, I was born with something called vectoral syndrome, and it's a syndrome that affects. Different uh, aspects of your body, and so um, I had uh, from the GI system to spinal cord problems to kidney problems, mm-hmm. and uh, and these were things that from birth on had to be addressed. And uh, right out the bat, I was born with what they call tracheoesophageal fistulas and um, mm-hmm. an perforated anus, and uh, so from my top of my GI system all the way down was uh, was not working. So I had a colostomy for the first few years of my life and from there um, had many surgeries to repair my GI system um, and then from there um, I, as my life continued on I had uh, many more surgeries with GI system but also the other aspects of vectoral syndrome which one of them being tethered spinal cord in my middle school years and then uh, my college or excuse me my high school year as well um, having two spinal cord surgeries to, re- to correct that. And so the medical journey, um, has been one of my challenges and we all have our challenges in life, but I've learned a lot from that time with those medical things and, um, and overcoming those. Mm -hmm. So,
2: so your book also talks about, um, just things that you were able to accomplish that Mm -hmm. people said based on what they saw, you know, like, you know learning how to read, walking, just things that, you know, a lot of us take for granted, really, that we're just going to learn them and, that's, and we keep going. But how did you go through that process of overcoming those things that were said, mm-hmm. hey, you're probably going to have trouble with this or maybe not even able to do this? So can yeah. you tell us about that?
0: Yeah. So um, in my life, the, there's been those those scenarios from the education to the medical that um, have impacted that. But I've learned a few things in life with with regards to what is important to me and what has been important to get me through those things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is finding your tribe, finding the people to surround yourself with um, and and carry you through those hard times is one of the most important things that you can do. And that mm-hmm. tribe you know, stems from first and foremost, um, our dear Lord. And then from there, um, I've been blessed with a great family and, and then friends as well. But for all of us, it's important to go out and find our tribe and it's, it can be a challenge, but it's something that we need to do. And, and, and that is, uh, you know, something that can be done just, to, by putting your best foot forward and going out and Trying something new and trying a passion or a hobby or joy that you have and finding something similar to a friend uh, and being able to connect that way.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Words are powerful.
1: And so when a medical professional says, you won't do this, that can really have a significant impact. And I know there's a lot of listeners that have had different, either medical professionals or people that they esteem, place a limit give them a glass ceiling like, hey you're never going to go past this point so you talked about a tribe but i know that there's probably other aspects of you know like not being under those limitations what are some other tools that listeners can can act in their and act in their own life about pushing pushing past those ceilings and those those blockades
0: yeah, and helping them move forward mm-hmm. in, in life. Um, well, one of the things is is we all have a story to share. We all have our own adversities in life, challenges, and we have to be able to uh, get past those. And in one way of doing that that I have really found is, you know, when it comes to the education side of things, um, some of my uh, things that I've learned is that you really have to be able to communicate what's going on in your life. And... Being able to tell, you know, people you trust, of course, but being able to express what is going on when it came to the education. I had severe dyslexia. I had, you know, short-term memory loss. I had challenges reading and writing. I couldn't read and write. I didn't know the difference between a men's bathroom and a women's bathroom um, at a young age. And so um, being able to get through those obstacles Was it was very important by and the way I did it was by finding those people I trust to share my story and we all have a story to share and it's so important and critical that we share those stories because by expressing what's going on in your life helps the other person friend and and obviously someone you trust uh to be able to open up to you and share what's on their mind what's on their heart and and with that you can help each other out and so it does go back to um the tribe scenario you know finding your tribe sharing your story and and also we're all going to fall in life and and when we fall the those things can help pick us back up Mm.
1: So the title is No Bad Days, How to Find Joy in Any Circumstance. And perception and and kind of framing is is really so important to everything, isn't it? It's how we perceive something and how we process it that really kind of affects how we react to it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting up. All the stuff starts happening in your morning. It starts going down
0: the trajectory of a bad day
1: yeah what do you do
0: yeah well um you know one thing is attitude right Um, I uh, I've been blessed along the way to have a positive attitude through a lot of this but it doesn't mean I didn't fail and I didn't fall but um, when I fell uh, I I it reminds me of the story we're all gonna have those hard times we're all gonna fall and and we need people to help pick us back up, and but we know, need to know how to do it ourselves. But the story of myself, I love adventure, and I love sports and uh, extreme sports, and and I did some ski racing in my past. But I had a coach who uh, became after I'd been skiing for quite a few years came into my life, and he was just an awesome uh, a mentor. And now to this day, he's. I think of him as a second father. He literally has taught me so much when it comes to the outdoors, and I've been blessed to have him in my life. And so what that meant was is the first day I met, met him, we were going up the chairlift. And on our way up the chairlift, he, uh, he looked at me and said, JT, um, we're going to learn to fall today. And I said, you know, in my head, I was like, we're going to learn to fall. I've been skiing. I, I know how to ski. I don't, need to learn how to, I don't need to learn how to fall. We get to the top of the run, and we look over the edge, and, and he's like, okay, JT, you know, we're going to learn to fall. We're, you're going to follow after me. So we fell to the left. We fell to the right. And as we were doing this and, and continued to uh, fall all the way down the slope and get back up and fall and get back up, I realized that. I realized then, but I also realized later on that this falling um, had taught me to become a better skier because I knew that I could, I would not be afraid of falling because I had this experience of how to get back up, and uh, and so, you know, I think that that is huge in our lives too. And it reflects on the fact that we are going to fall in our, in our life, whether that's um, in a relationship or whether that's just ourselves in a challenging time. I mean, I talk about the medical stuff and the education because that is a piece of my life. But in my book, since it's about stories in No Bad Days, it talks about other people's stories and, and their obstacles and, uh, and you know how they have fallen and how they've gotten back up. And so, uh, you know, I think that that was an important lesson for me uh, in life, that when we fall, we got to get back up. And, And the book highlights some of those ways of getting back up. And one of those, or two of those being, you know, what we've talked about, which is, you know, sharing your story and also finding your tribe to be there to support you.
2: I think that's such an important concept, too, to learn that, You know, it's okay to fall at times, you know, it's Mm. sometimes it's just part of the journey and it's part of that growth. Like you were saying, you know, your coach said, we're going to learn to fall today. And he said, what? No, I know how to do this. I don't need to, I don't need to learn like, or why are we doing this? Sometimes (laughs) I think
0: the good Lord does that too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's such a good concept, especially in today's very image perfection driven culture that's such an important thing to remember that you know we're all humans we're all just walking you know and you know as us as believers we're walking with the Lord and guess what when we stumble he's going to be right there to help us get back mm-hmm. up again just like your coach was there to help you learn to get back up and to keep going you Now we don't just have to fall and give up
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you say, well, no, you so can't do true. this anymore yeah. or
2: I should stop this. But, you know, we have that choice in that you mentioned earlier attitude mm-hmm. that, okay, I fell. But guess what? I know how to get up. Yes. And I have my coach, i.e. Jesus, <laughs> with me. Yes, I love <laughs> in that. This
1: process. Yeah. I want to flip the script a little bit and kind of go f- from a little bit different angle is that, you know, you knew how to ski at that point, right? Yes. But he said, let's learn how to fall. And so, you know here a person that knows how to ski who's kind of falling left and falling left and right, falling left, falling <laughs> right and you know, it would be easy you know, for somebody from a third party like out there like, look at that guy like he just keeps on falling like this guy's nuts, <laughs> you know exactly. like, how horrible of a skier you know, like this guy, like is a joke, get off the slope, right? yeah, and like in life when you're when you're falling there's going to be voices, there's going to be perceptions of you that you don't that could be you know could be vocal could just be you know silent judgment and but those falling that falling didn't affect it was an experience but it wasn't affect your character it wasn't it didn't affect who you were correct
0: yeah yeah you're yeah. right I love that example because it's you know it's so true in our faith too right you know there's times in our life that again we're gonna fall but um but God doesn't judge us on that and in our sins too he you know he. He's, he died on the cross and to forgive our sins, and uh, and that's you know p- part of life that you know we have to put our best foot forward with the Lord, and uh, but He knows that we're gonna slip up, but you know He's always there to support us and forgive us. Yeah. And I think the more we fall, the
1: faster we're able to get back up, aren't
0: we? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, you know, beyond that, you know, you've gone through so many medical challenges you've you know pushed past you know educational challenges tell us a little bit more about some of the physical challenges that you've had you know we yeah talk, and you know they they obviously the gi all these things are physical mm-hmm. but you know there's there's other things that you've pushed past as well and stretch your honors we we know you love <laughs> to kind of challenge yourself and traveling and things tell us a little bit more how did you get first inter- interested and introduced to that and where has that taken you
0: yeah so my dad first off he and my mom in throughout my life they have always been very motivating to me to just live my life as a child even though i had these things those never they that never stopped them from saying okay jt you want to go try soccer you want to go try taekwondo go for it Mm -hmm. and uh and do those things and so um with that um I have found a love for trying new things, and and as well as the experience with Lottie, the ski instructor who has taught me endless outdoor activities uh, from ice climbing to mountaineering to skiing, of course, and then hunting and other things. Um, We have had the opportunity to go and enjoy God's country and nature, and whether that's climbing a mountain in Colorado or one of my other adventures, going to Mount Kilimanjaro and climbing that, which was a feat that in itself we never thought would be possible for me because of the medical limitations. So, yeah, tell us, yeah, yeah, tell us more about some
1: of the implications of climbing Kilimanjaro because that's, I mean, that's not an easy feat for any person just any person you know it's it's hard for nearly everyone right Mm -hmm. um but beyond that like there was just some different like practical things that you had to experience yeah push through
0: so that journey was all right jt you sure you want to do this from from dad (laughs) and (laughs) and uh and of of course he knew that i i wanted to do it and and so doing it with Lottie, and actually I did it with his wife Martina, who's a nurse, mm. and like Amanda Important here, you have a nurse alone, <laughs> yes. right? You know very well, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so um, with with having them with me uh, was a very big comfort for myself mm. and others, but uh, but we knew it'd be possible. We just had to make sure we planned it right. And so. I had to have my medical supplies because I do a bowel management program every single day. And that bowel management program used to be done actually through the anus. And I'd flush out my lower intestines um, and lower system. But now I have a port in my belly button called a Malone procedure that allows me to catheterize myself there, put in 500 cc's of a glorified enema and flush out my system. And it cuts the time almost in half from what it used to be. It takes about 45 minutes or so. And from there, um, I'm good to go. And so on Kilimanjaro, we had to make sure I had the supplies and the ability to do this. Um, and our goal with doing that was, you know, the average pace to go up Kilimanjaro is uh, six to seven days for acclimatization and, uh, and then also um, the journey. But we chose to do what they call uh, Umbe route. It's the, uh, the fastest ascend up the mountain and it's a uh, the way we were going to do it was summit on the fourth day and this would allow us to only have three nights on the mountain of doing my bowel management and would give us a, a goal to shoot for because it's something I love is shooting for goals and so on this journey going up the mountain we went from a first first pit stop of walking hiking through the jungle and just unbelievable nature that God's blessed us with in our country and then all these different layers of uh, Kilimanjaro are different zones so you have from the rainforest to uh, like desert to high alpine or alpine desert to high alpine snow and so you go through these different layers and, and it's mm-hmm. incredible experience but as we went on and we did my treatment on the mountain, it was working great, and um, and it was pretty cool because for me this was never had been done for for me, and I'd never I've never been away from a, a restroom within you know close distance where I could see it. Um, I always you know had to keep in mind where they were, and so um, on our fourth night our fourth third day, um, our third day going up we got to a point where I actually looked down at my GPS and it said the elevation that we were at. And that elevation was the highest elevation I had ever been to at that point in my life. Um, And so uh, I'd done many 14ers in Colorado and been training on those. And so I'd never passed that elevation. And looked down and a few minutes later, about 30 to 40 minutes later, I started to get a headache. And so um, we ended up... Resting for a little bit and then carrying on, getting to our next base camp at about sixteen thousand feet. Um, I did my bowel management program there. Well, the bowel management did not go as expected or as planned. It didn't work the way it usually works, and so I went to bed thinking, you know what, we'll see how this goes. But I feel pretty good. Just I know it wasn't the best. Then the next day was our summiting day. And so we started at four o'clock in the morning, and made our way up the mountain. And we got to a point where we came across glaciers on the side of the mountain. Now, this time of year in in October, the glaciers are typically not there. They move um, throughout the season, and so we had to cross these glaciers. Mm -hmm. Now, the section of glaciers that we were crossing was, you know, several thousand feet below my my myself, and uh, all the way down this this cliff, and so. I uh, halfway across I looked down and I said you know what let's just keep going and we're using tools to get across these sections and we get across in about 45 minutes later an hour later or so um, I got what I call a hot stomach and my stomach I knew was upset and I knew it was from the treatment before and so I uh, I just sort of had to deal with it for a little bit and that Occasion causes, unfortunately, diarrhea, and, and I knew what would come along with that would be uh, dehydration, which mm. after that would become high-altitude sickness. Yeah. Yeah. So along the journey of going up, I had these different challenges that I had to deal with, and with the team's help and with me, uh, you know, putting my best foot forward, we, uh, we made it to a point where you could see the summit. Seeing that summit was such a amazing moment. I remember the feel of, feeling of sickness and everything just went away, and just all of a sudden we were what we called running, but it was really just a walk a walk run um, to that summit and to that Kilimanjaro sign. Took our pictures and, and celebrated, and it was such a spiritual moment because I think probably more so because of the challenge that that last several hours I went through was um but also uh just because this was something that I never thought I'd accomplish and the you know with that we were able to celebrate and continue on and get down the mountain with the sickness coming back and uh and from then on we uh we we joked because it was called throwing up with a smile on the way down (laughs) and uh and so the journey of Kilimanjaro was awesome for me but um you know in life we're all going to have uh, amazing accomplishments and by putting our best foot forward. And this one, um, for me was something that I, you know, cherished because of the tribe, the people I was with and the good Lord being able to get me to that point in my life and, uh, and do that. And so endurance sports and things like that have been my passion and stuff. And, uh, and I've done many other things besides that. Uh, but, uh, but I think, you know, important for all the listeners and for those out there and it's you know we all know that it's very important to find a hobby and a passion that you can enjoy with like-minded people and that they can you can do together
2: yeah it's such a great picture you know you talk about the team that helped you get up to the top you know and just helped keep you going but also just seeing that summit towards the end you know you had that hope of reaching the top and despite, you know, those last several hours difficulties, you know, you keep going. But, you know, you again mentioned the tribe of people around you that, no. you know, you're yeah. getting across the glaciers with and <laughs> just yeah. keep continuing and, to move on.
0: And talking about that tribe of people, one thing that's, I, you know, our journey was hard getting up there, but it's unbelievable the team that we had of what they do for a living. And in... in in Africa, in Kilimanjaro, they call them porters, and these individuals—I mean—they um, did such amazing things for us, and are such <laughs> such animals. They're unbelievable at what they do, and and what and they do it, you know, several times a month for people, and uh, that's their home and mm. their livelihood, and they love it, and wow. they and they tr- truly mean a lot to me.
1: Listeners, JT put that so eloquent, when, and you can kind of speak about this metaphorically too, like when you're climbing mountains in life, it requires skills, it requires supplies, and it requires a team, a mm-hmm. group of people around you. And you, know, you, need to know your, you need to know your limits. Are you, are you ready for this mountain? Are, do you have the skills to do it? Do you have the adequate supplies to do it? And do you have the right team? Do you have the right people? Do you have a medical person? Do you have a coach? Do you have a, a person that can handle the, the, the cargo that you're carrying? So those are all so important when we're going and climbing those mountains in life um, to have on your team. So, wow. Well, I love how you didn't let those, those things, um, you know, hold you back. And you, you set out. You, you set out to conquer that mountain. And yet here's the other important thing, listeners, that, you know, when you set out on that on that course – there will be challenges, you know, no matter how well supplied, no, no matter how your skills are, no matter what your team is like, you're going to encounter challenges. You're going to, and it's how you face those challenges. And and uh, it and to your point earlier, that attitude matters. Right. So tell us a little bit more about like what are some other future mountains that, you know, so to speak, that you have in front of you? What new mountains are you trying to conquer? In, yeah. In your own. Life? Yeah.
0: In my own life. Um, I. I have a bucket list of things that I want to accomplish and stuff, but um, I have a few things coming up that are in the in the endurance sport spot of things uh, that I'm doing. Um, one of them, uh, I just actually I just finished one this past uh, August that was an amazing experience called 29,029. And uh, if you're looking to do an event, it's an incredible event if to check out online and stuff. But that's the elevation of Mount Everest, and so. Briefly, what you do is you hike up the mountain, you take a trail down, you do it 13 times at this specific mountain uh, in 36 hours. But uh, that's that's if anyone out there you know wants a great challenge, that was an extraordinary one for me. Um, but as coming up, uh, working on doing a, a paddleboard event that is 61 miles of paddleboarding, and then I'm also doing uh, an event in next October coming up here. Uh, from it's called rim to rim so the Grand Canyon you can go from one side of the Grand Canyon down through the valley and uh back up the other side and mm-hmm. uh, about 24 miles of of uh, in one day so yeah so those doesn't are some sound fun. hard at all <laughs> 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 there's there's no bad days but there are hard days <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's right that's right so you know kind of in conclusion here with your with no bad days how to find joy in any circumstance you know if For the listener that who's able to go out and buy the book, for the what would you say, you know, is can you, you know, without kind of telling us the secret sauce behind the the book, but like, what would be the biggest tool that you hope that the the reader walks away with from this book?
0: Yeah, Um, I think the biggest uh, part of it is sharing your story. I mean, I've talked to you know about my journey in life, but. I've been able to highlight some incredible people in this book and their journey in life with their challenges, and uh, and some of those stories are just incredible and what those people have overcome. Um, you know, so much, some of them so much, you know, more challenging than I'd ever could only imagine what they've been through. But, um, but it's been it's been a really cool journey, and I think that no bad days will leave you with a really positive outlook on life and a really Uh, you know, strong understanding of how important, you know, our relationships with each other are and how important it is to share your story and uh, and how to pick yourself back up and and continue on. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: And for the listener who wants to kind of connect with you, follow your journey, see you paddleboard 61 miles, see you accomplish rim (laughs) to rim. Um, How can they connect with you?
0: Yeah, so social media-wise is the best way. Instagram and other social medias is JT Jester speaks, and then, um, as well as my website, jtjester.com, and that's where you can find out the book, you can find out some of the activities that are going on, and, uh, and some of the other things that we've been working on, too, so, yeah. Awesome, and where can people get a hold of the book? The book is uh, anywhere books that are so anywhere books are sold. So from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and those kind of things. So, awesome. yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for being obedient uh, to what God has put in your life and and uh, the, the direction He's pulled you. Thank you so much for being inspiration for all of us that when we face challenging days, we can tell we can say, no, no bad days, just <laughs> just hard
0: days. Amen.
1: Absolutely, JT. Thank you so much yes, for thank being on you. the show today.
0: Thank you guys for having me on.
1: What a blessing. We speak blessing over all you and safety over <laughs> all you put your hand to. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you.